You're listening to the Permaculture Princess podcast. This is episode number eight, and it is the third in my plant features. Today we are taking a look at the far too often overlooked and underappreciated dandelion plant. So stick around for a rundown of what the dandelion plant is and how it's useful to nature and to mankind. Welcome to the Permaculture Princess podcast. This is a space for lifting up elegant sustainability and abundant practicality. I'm a lover of edible landscaping, plant-based nutrition, home remedies, green smoothies, and all things fitness. I am your host, Andrea Thompson, and as a personal trainer, wellness enthusiast, homesteader, mother, and Christ follower, this podcast acts as a platform for sharing actionable advice for a more abundant landscape and life. Well, hello guys, it's time for another plant feature. It's the mother of all weeds. This was the first, quote, weed I can ever remember recognizing. Partially because come spring, you can't miss it. If we're being honest, you have probably sprayed or plucked or stomped on this poor little plant too many times to count. And I'm sad that this adorable little yellow ball of sunshine has gotten such a bad rap. Yes, it spreads like wildfire, but you have to love its tenacity, right? Of course, I'm talking about the almighty dandelion. You knew the time was coming that I would have to talk about this awesome plant. The Latin name for dandelion is Taxicum officinale, and it is a part of the Asteraceae family same as chamomile, which we spoke about in episode 5. As far as the English name dandelion, it comes from the French who decided the bud looks like the jagged teeth of a lion, so they called them dentelion. And that is why today we call them dandelion, teeth of a lion. Dandelions are native to Europe, Asia, and some would argue North America. But I also discovered that dandelion seeds were intentionally brought to America from Europe for its medicinal purposes. So dandelion is a perennial. We all recognize the the way dandelions will pop up wherever, every year, year after year. And as far as their benefit for nature, I have one word for you. Bees. Dandelions are one of the earliest sources in spring for the bees to feed on. It is a great source of pollen and nectar for the early bees, and they attract native pollinators to your garden. So let me say this again. The bees, the bees we are seeing a serious decline in, need the dandelions. They need your dandelions for their springtime food sources. So try not to spray them or mow them over. They are so important, especially in those early spring days. In addition to the bees, I have a personal nature benefit, if you will. And that is that they are one of the first signs of true color and vibrance in the spring. Here in Wisconsin, February, March, and April are often very cold and dreary and colorless months. I relish the first signs of color. And a lawn, a garden, a landscape dotted with little yellow flowers is seriously good for the heart. My little one is a perfect example of the benefit this can have on the mind. 
She is 16 months old, so almost a year and a half, and no one has told her that a dandelion is a, quote, weed, and therefore she loves pointing out these little yellow balls of sunshine. We are attracted to color and to texture and to rich landscapes of variety. So once again, the dandelion is a great piece of our general, our overall landscapes. As for the human benefits or the medicinal properties of dandelion, the list is extensive. <laughs> so dandelion is similar to carrots in that they are very rich sources of beta carotene, which we convert into vitamin A. They're also rich in vitamin C, fiber, potassium, iron, calcium, magnesium, zinc, and phosphorus. They're a good place to get B-complex vitamins, trace minerals, organic sodium, and even some vitamin D. Dandelion also contains proteins, even more than spinach, which is kind of a fun fact. We talk about grinding up spinach in our green smoothies, but hey, why not a handful of dandelion? So where do we begin? Let's start with the digestive system. When we think about using dandelion, ingesting is often the easiest way of consumption. So when I think ingesting, I think digestive system, especially because all parts of the dandelion are edible at all times of the year. How easy is that? The flower, the leaves, and the root are all edible. Dandelion is known for its digestive aiding abilities. If eaten a few minutes before a meal, it can promote the release of stomach acid and bile to aid in digestion. It especially helps our bodies digest fats by creating extra bile. This takes a load off of our gallbladders and can aid in gallbladder issues and problems. It's also a mild laxative. Another thing is that dandelion is used by our detoxing organs. So our kidneys and our livers, which get rid of waste and help to detox our body, are benefited by these little plants. It's a natural diuretic, which helps to clear waste, salt, and excess water. And also the fact that it's a source of potassium helps to replenish the potassium levels that are, that are sometimes lost in the flushing process of a, of a natural diuretic, right? In addition, because they are a natural diuretic and they're high in potassium, they are great for lowering blood pressure. So if you have high blood pressure, oftentimes dandelion can help bring that down. As for our liver, it can aid in establishing electrolyte balance. It does this by removing toxins and improving the operation of our liver. It aids in the liver function by increasing the liver's production of superoxide dismutase, which is an antioxidant enzyme. It also, as I mentioned previously, increases the bile, allowing the body to more easily break down fats. So being that the dandelion is rich in antioxidants, it helps prevent free radical damage to our DNA and cells. In a study done in 2013 by the Korea Food Research Institute, they found that mice that were given dandelion extract were protected from liver damage that was caused by alcohol. If you want to do something fun and entertaining, go to pubmed.com and look up dandelion and just a host of studies will come up. And this was one that I thought was really interesting. So the mice that were given dandelion extract were protected from liver damage caused by alcohol. In regard to detoxing the body, many cultures have used the dandelion plant. The University of Maryland Medical Center notes that 
In the past, roots and leaves were used to treat liver problems. Native Americans also boiled dandelion in water and took it to treat kidney disease, swelling, skin problems, heartburn, and upset stomach. In traditional Chinese medicine, it has been used to treat stomach problems, appendicitis, and breast problems, such as inflammation or lack of milk flow. In Europe, dandelion was used in remedies for fever, boils, eye problems, diabetes, and diarrhea. So it has an extensive history of its usage. Dandelions have also been known to help with hormonal issues and female health. Specifically because it's a natural diuretic with antibacterial properties, it's been said to help with urinary tract infections or recurrent mastitis, which I thought was really interesting, uh, especially for women's health. Now, we couldn't talk about dandelion's usefulness in detoxing the body without also bringing up cancer. And yes, study after study after study has shown their usefulness in slowing tumor growth and preventing the spreading of cancer. The fact that they are so high in phytonutrients lends more credence to their power in warding off cancer. I will link some of the studies in the show notes, uh, which can be found at my website, www.permacultureprincess.com, under podcasts. But there are so many studies that show that tumor growth is, uh, t- like, the, that tumors are not, that tumors are not a friend of dandelion. So that is wonderful for the cancer community. These dandy little so-called weeds are also beneficial in regulating blood sugar and insulin levels. They help with diabetes. Finally, cholesterol ratios are improved and inflammation is lowered. And as we talked about with chamomile, when inflammation is lowered, pain is also mitigated because pain and inflammation are usually directly related. So all of this heightens our immunity. So our immune system loves dandelion as it combats various fungus and bacteria. So because of all these characteristics of dandelion, there are some very practical uses. Dandelion is so ubiquitous in our culture. It's everywhere, at least in Wisconsin. We're in zone five, so dandelion is literally our cover crop. (laughs) Like It's everywhere. Um, You can eat just about every part of the dandelion plant, the leaves, the flowering head, and of course the roots. I do want to make a mention here, and I've said this before, that it's very important that you collect your dandelion from a safe source. As nice as it would be to pluck a dandelion and eat it from the middle of a sidewalk, say, you want to be careful it hasn't had any chemicals sprayed on it or near it. Also, you want to make sure that it's from a landscape that has quality soil, aka no herbicides, no pesticides, no animal elimination sites, right? So the leaves have a slightly bitter flavor, which can be mitigated by using young dandelion leaves and or picking them in the fall or spring and or cooking them. I also want to mention again, I've said this many times before, that I am not a doctor, and although I love talking about plants, none of this information should stand in for questions that should be considered between you and your healthcare professional. Although they are generally considered safe, those who are allergic to ragweed, Christanthiums, marigolds, chamomile, yarrow, daisies, or iodine may have an allergic reaction to dandelion and they may not be able to consume it. So I want to throw that out as well. There's two main ways to consume 
dandelion. You can either consume it through the greens and the flowers, dandelion greens and flowers, or you can consume it through the root. Now the dandelion greens, the easiest way to consume dandelion is probably fresh. Pick it, pick it just like spinach or arugula, give them a wash, and put them in a salad. They have a slight bitter taste, but like I said, if you pick them when they're young or in the spring and fall, uh, they aren't too bad. You can also saute them like spinach or kale. I recently made a sourdough pizza and I put some dandelion leaves on that and it gave it kind of a spicy, bitter, kind of like arugula flavor, which was super yummy. Everybody loved it. Uh, you can also use dandelion root. That can be ground into a powder and used as a coffee replacement. You've probably heard of dandy blend, and if you haven't, you can look it up in the show notes. Dandy blend is one of the best ways for people who are trying to avoid all of the caffeine and all of the other struggles that come with coffee. Um, dandelion root in a, as a coffee replacement can give you kind of that feel of the taste of coffee without some of the downfalls of coffee. According to Mountain Rose Herbs, chopped dandelion root can be combined with myrrh to make a poultice for boils, abscesses with honeysuckle flowers to make a tea, to be drunk to treat boils and abscesses with skullcap and or chrysanthemum flowers to make a tea to be drunk to treat sore eyes, or with a heal-all to treat hard phlegm in bronchitis. It can also be administered in capsule or extract form for convenience. So that's kind of handy. The root can also be added to skin topically or in a poultice. So you can be ground up and put onto an abscess, or it could be taken in a capsule to help improve the skin from the inside out, especially due to its high levels of magnesium and zinc. Dandelion can be really great for the skin. The poultices can help with sores, skin abscesses, and in fact, I'm interested in adding some dandelions to my comfrey salve that I make, so maybe there will be more on the usefulness of dandelions for our skin in the future. You can also make a tea out of dandelions, so the flowers and the leaves can be dried and used for tea. This would be helpful in aiding in digestion or to detox the body. I've also had friends that made soda out of dandelions. They will be on the podcast very soon, and they are amazing. They'll be talking about how they preserve food on an upcoming podcast, and I will definitely be asking about their dandelion soda recipe. So I will hopefully get that recipe and share it in this show notes and possibly future show notes because their dandelion soda is amazing. So those are some of the ways that you can use dandelion in your life. Overall, I hope that I have convinced you or added to your already established convictions that these bright little plants are totally underappreciated and even a little misunderstood. If you've ever picked up a white furry dandelion that has gone to seed and made a wish, then you cannot deny these are wonderful companions to your landscapes and maybe even your health and wellness journey. Thanks for listening in, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Permaculture Princess podcast. For show notes or more information, please visit www.permacultureprincess.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Pinterest at Permaculture Princess. I do want to mention again that none of my advice or research is intended to diagnose or treat, and you should always consult your own healthcare team when making changes to your health routine. If you have found any value from this podcast, 
please subscribe so you can get updates. And would you please consider leaving a review? It is so helpful to me to know that these words are being heard and it helps others find the podcast. My hope is that you find blessings throughout your day and that you discover a more abundant landscape and lifestyle.